This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Janae Kirshner Photography and the photo education and coaching site, Tea with Janae. Tea with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insight about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. I'm so excited for this week's brand new episode because we're chatting with Andrea Jones all about how to use Instagram and Instagram stories to attract new wedding photography clients. Andrea is a joy to chat with, and she shares her useful insight on how we can use Instagram and stories to connect with our ideal clients, get inquiries into our inboxes, and a few of the things to avoid when using Instagram. A little bit about Andrea is that she is fiercely committed to helping businesses and podcasters build profitable online communities through simple social media solutions. She's the host of the Savvy Social Podcast, which was nominated for the Best of Business Series at 2020's Canadian Podcast Awards. Andrea is also the creator of the Savvy Social School, a digital platform designed to teach its 100 plus members, predominantly small business owners, how to implement organic social media strategies. I'm so excited she's here and I know you're gonna love today's episode. Also, a little housekeeping before we get started. Tea with Janae has a brand new account on Instagram. I would love for you to come on over and follow us at Tea with Janae. There's a link in the show notes so when you can swipe on up and give us a follow. Also, if you love today's episode, we would love your kind words and support if you leave us a five-star glowing review on Apple Podcasts. It's super easy, takes a few minutes, and makes a big impact on the show. All right, you guys, let's get excited. Let's grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. Welcome back. I'm so excited you guys are here. I have a wonderful guest on the line today. Andrea, can you say hi to everybody? Hey, everyone. I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, I'm really excited for this conversation. I honestly could geek out about Instagram all day long. <laughs> I know, me too. This is one of my favorite things to talk about. So I'm so excited you're here. But before we dive in and get all up in the gram, let's tell everybody a little bit about you, your company, and how you got started. Yeah, so I own a social media agency at Online Drea Inc. And I also am the founder of the Savvy Social School, which is our coaching and training program. Um, and I got started on social media early in life because I actually enjoyed it. I'm one of those kind of weird people who, in 2004, I started a blog and my friends were like, that's weird. Why would you put information like this publicly online? Right. <laughs> Um, I started my YouTube channel in 2007 and I met my husband on YouTube um, as well. So it's kind of in, in the blood, in my family. Um, 
And the, the thing about meeting my husband as well is that he lived in Canada. I lived in Atlanta, Georgia. So at the time, I wasn't really crazy about my job or anything like that. And we were in love. So I moved to a different country. And that's oh, wow. really what jump started the business is that, you know, I was in a new country, um, newly married and looking for a way to contribute to my family. And this social media thing kept popping up. I was like, this is it seems pretty basic to me, but a lot of people didn't want to do it and it was constantly changing. So it was tough to keep up with it. So I quickly um, found that there was a business here that could be built. And here we are today. <laughs> no. Well, that's so exciting. Oh my gosh. So I want to know more about how you met your husband on YouTube uh, before we get started. <laughs> it's kind of funny because I, I we were just kind of connecting, just like you would connect with anyone online. Um, we both had YouTube channels. I was interviewing other people, just like you and I are on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And I commented on one of his videos. I was like, I like your eyes. <laughs> no. um, yes. And then we started talking and then we were like, we should, you know, we should do swaps on each other's channel. And I was doing this with a lot of other people at the time. So it wasn't odd. Um, this was 2013 by this point. Um, and so we swapped uh, videos on each other's channel and then we just kept talking after that. Um, and we both were in a spot where we were like, let's just live life day by day. Cause it didn't make any sense. Cause we literally lived in different countries. Right. Right. Um, and yeah, the, I mean, the rest is history. I went to go visit him. He came to visit me and my family for Christmas and then moved fairly quickly. We were married within a year of meeting each other. Oh my gosh. That's so incredible. I love that. Well, you know, we're about, we're wedding photographers here. So we always like to know how couples meet. So that's <laughs> so exciting. Oh my goodness. I love that. Yeah. So let's the romance of it all. <laughs> yeah. I love it. The YouTube of it all. <laughs> So I love this topic because I am still obsessed with Instagram. I love using it. I mean, it definitely is a time suck, but I don't know. I enjoy it a lot. So I love, you know, that you're here. We're going to talk about how to use Instagram and Instagram stories to attract new wedding clients. So before we go into that, let's talk about the importance of still using Instagram for wedding photographers. Why do you think it's important? Yeah. I mean, there are so many people on Instagram and there are people who are actively searching for photographers on Instagram. I know for me, for instance, um, I use a photographer for my business and I found her on Instagram. I actually just found a videographer as well on Instagram who I'm like, oh, I love their stuff. Um, and so the user experience, like users are looking for exactly what you offer on Instagram, number one. And then number two, Instagram is so visual. There's so many opportunities for wedding photographers to showcase their work in a way that will really connect with people. So instead of talking about what they can do, they can use the power of their past work to speak for itself. Mm -hmm. Um, The platform itself is also growing in users. There's new users coming every day. It is one of the most popular platforms, especially for the demographic of people who are getting married right now. Um, And it is one of those platforms that has uh, almost like six different platforms in one. If you um, 
do still photos. You can post them to your feed. You can also post them to stories. You've got Instagram reels, you've got IGTV and Instagram live. And even um, I see interesting ways photographers can use Instagram guides as well. And so there's so many different features to the app itself that there's a lot of uh, creativity that can be utilized here. Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like Instagram is it's like an octopus that has eight different parts <laughs> to it, eight different legs, because you can yep. just post the photos, you can do your videos, and then you can branch out into the other, you know, opportunities from Instagram and lives. You know, I've been doing lives every week now for the past few months. And like, that's a great way to connect with people too. So it's just, it really is a very versatile platform, which I think kind of makes it sort of special in a way. Yeah, it does. And I think a lot of us go to Instagram. Like if you think about how you personally use social media, a lot of us go to Instagram and we like the versatility. Sometimes we're watching reels, sometimes we're watching stories, sometimes we're scrolling through our feed. And I think that that keeps us on the app for longer, actually. And so there's more of an opportunity for your ideal customers and clients to consume your content. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you mentioned before that there are a lot of people on it. I think it's over a billion. Like it just keeps growing and growing. So, you know, we know that Instagram is oversaturated, (laughs) but I want to know from your, you know, your insight and your opinion, you know, how can we uh, as wedding photographers and professionals and vendors use this platform to our advantage? Yeah. I mean, it is oversaturated, which means there's a lot of people posting content, but that also means there's even more people consuming content. And if you think about your ideal customers and clients, they're typically average everyday people who happen to use Instagram. So they may not actually be posting a lot themselves. They're just consuming a lot of content. And so while there are a lot of people, especially in the wedding photography space, that means there's also a lot of opportunity for you as a wedding photographer to use this to your advantage. And so I think it really boils down to figuring out your difference, your angle, your niche, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you bring to the table? So I'll use a personal example as well. I like a specific style of photo. And as a woman of color, I like to look for photographers who know how to capture like my skin color. Mm -hmm. And so for me, when I'm looking at a photographer's feed, I want to see that. I want to see my aesthetic reflected in their feed. And I want to see diversity in their photography. And no matter what your niche is, um, you know, I I met a wedding photographer one time who exclusively does winery weddings. Like I live in Niagara region. There's a lot of wineries here. And so if that was your vibe, you would be attracted to her feed because all of her photos are like in these gorgeous winery settings. Um, And so when you think about your perspective, that's what helps you stand out in the feed. Now, I think sometimes as professionals, we look at it and we go, man, I feel like I'm posting the same things over and over again. (laughs) I feel like I'm always posting these weddings and wineries type of idea. But if you think about how consumers view your content, they're actually looking at your individual posts kind of mixed in with everything else. Like they're seeing, they're seeing their niece, they're seeing their friend's dog, and then they see you and your photography, right? Mm-hmm. And so they're not seeing your whole feed all the time. And then even when they click on over to your profile, kind of having that cohesive look is an advantage as well. And I think sometimes as creative people, we go, man, I, I feel like I've posted this already. Great, post it again. And I think 
think that's what kind of helps you stick in people's minds as someone who does something very specific with their art. Yeah, I love that. I love finding your niche and focusing on that on your Instagram. And I tell that to my coaching clients too. It's sort of like post about, you know, three or four things that you want to consecutively shoot and work at and and attract those clients and they will they will find you. You know, like if you're consistent, they will find you. I love that. So, you know, how should wedding photographers use the platform to attract new clients? Yeah. So there's kind of two pieces to this. We kind of talked on the content creation side of things. So you want to make sure that you're posting consistently, um, showcasing your work. I actually think photography has an advantage over every other industry because your work speaks for itself. I mean, it's just beautiful. So you can just share that. Um, so posting consistently, uh, but also using the caption as well to talk about that transformation. Um, one of my clients is a um, graduation photographer. Mm-hmm. And so she's actually seen an increase in um, graduation photography for the university level. So previous years, she saw a lot of popularity for high school graduation, but now she's seeing, you know, university or even people who are graduating with doctorate degrees and things like that, wanting to celebrate those moments. And so she's going to identify that in the caption. So yes, she's going to showcase the photo, but you may not know at a glance if this was a graduation from high school or from university, right? Mm -hmm. And so in the caption, she's going to talk about this increase in popularity and how important it is to capture these important moments in your life. And so you can use that caption area to really speak to the heart of the issue. Like, why does someone want to have this great, um, kind of symbol of love and kind of capture this moment forever. Um, And I know that there also have been on the flip side, there are concerns that people have, worries that they have about their, you know, hiring someone to capture their important day. Um, One of my friends, for instance, uh, had a friend do her wedding photography and this person uh, basically ghosted them. They didn't get any of their photos. All of the raw files were gone. Um, And so it's moments like those where, you know, you want to speak to that as well. You want a professional someone who you can rely on and you know someone who will show up for you at the end of the day and so you can speak to those things in the captions themselves so we've got the content side of it which is showcasing your work and writing the caption but then we also have the networking side of it which I think is the part that tends to be missing for a lot of my photography clients in that we hesitate to put ourselves out there. We hesitate to um, talk about our work. We just kind of want to post our photo and, and, and wait for people to find it. Uh, but sometimes it takes a little bit proactiveness, networking on Instagram, connecting with other vendors, creating collaboration partners. And that's really the second piece to building out a, an Instagram strategy that works for you. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. No one has, I have never heard that before other than like trying to connect with other vendors and, you know, DMing them and creating authentic real relationships. Um, so that, that's really interesting. I want to go back to, you said um, posting consistently and I, I harp on this too. Like, what do you think is a good consistency strategy for people listening? Like how many times would you recommend people should post on Instagram? 
Yeah. So I'm going to break this down even further too into two different categories. Oh yeah. Because there's, <laughs> there's the, there's a photographer who's brand new to Instagram at least. And for those people who are just diving in or you just don't have any consistency yet, instead of focusing on a number of posts, I want you to think about a time commitment. So typically I recommend one hour a week um, in, inside of my program, for instance, we sit down on Fridays, two o'clock Eastern time, every Friday, we're, we're working on content one hour a week. And for the first couple of times you do this, you may only get like one or two posts. That's fine. You're creating a new habit. You're learning something new, which just takes more time anyways. And at that point, it's just so important to commit to the habit more so than the number of posts. So if this is a new habit for you, I want you to focus on the time commitment So write it down, put it in your Google calendar, put it in your project management tool. This is what you're going to stick with every single week um, to create your social media content. Now, if you have been doing this consistently for a while, specifically if you're not seeing results, so sometimes people will build up the habit, but then now it's time to layer in some more of a strategic approach. So typically for our clients, we recommend to try to post at least three to five times a week on Instagram in the main feed a mixture of posts. So you may have some um, image posts, you may have some carousel posts. And then with Instagram Reels, we do recommend trying to explore that category as well. But this is more of like an intermediate and advanced level. Um, And then for stories, we do recommend posting stories um, as you are participating in events. And it really just depends on, you know, some events, they have NDAs and things like that. So anything that you can capture behind the scenes, we would suggest posting those to stories as well. Yeah. I love that. Well, now that we're on stories, let's talk about, I love, first of all, I love stories. T with Janae was built on stories for sure. Uh, Connecting with people and talking to people directly. You know, why do you think Instagram stories are so powerful um, to connect with your ideal client? Yeah. So I think especially for photographers, our feed is like a work of art. Our stories, we can be ourselves. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Totally. Yeah. 100%. you can let your guard down a little bit and let people in. And I know for me, I like there's a vibe. I have to feel comfortable with my photographer because they're seeing the in between moments, the awkward. Mo- I never know what to do with my hands, for instance. <laughs> Like sometimes when I look dead in the eyes, like I need someone to be like, Andrea, liven up. Like they're seeing all of those moments. So I kind of want someone who I can like laugh with and joke with. And that's what I look for in photography. Uh, photographers is like that, that personality that I'm like, oh, I, I, could, I could spend hours with this person because that's literally what's happening. And so you want to showcase that in your stories as much as possible. Um, give, give behind the scenes as well. Talk about your process. Talk about what it's like to work with you. Um, You can showcase your editing process, for instance. You can talk about your different cameras, the tools that you use, different lights that you use. Um, You could talk about, you know, if a client asks a question like, um, can I wear stripes? You can talk about your thoughts and opinions on, you know, stripes. Um, So there's so many granular things that you can address in your stories. So I recommend just picking one, Um, you know, Monday to, to Friday or whatever your work week is. I do recommend taking two days off. Um, So pick five days of the week, go granular on one thing, create one to three um, Instagram stories on that topic and and start start getting used to talking directly to the people who are going to hire you. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think we can, 
I always kind of get worried about this. Is can we overshare? <laughs> like, do we turn people off if we talk too much? I don't think so. So I think there's someone out there for everyone. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And I think if that's how you are in your sessions, you definitely want to showcase that, yeah. right? Yeah. So if someone doesn't like that, like my husband's like that, he does not like when people talk to him. I don't understand why. <laughs> like when he goes and gets his hair cut, it's silent the whole time. I'm like, how are you? How? <laughs> <laughs> I need a conversation. Like I want to know about your kids, your dog, your life. So if, if my photographer or my hairdresser is silent, I go, this is awkward. I don't want this. So right, yeah. I think it just depends. Like some people want different things. So just as long as you're amplifying you and a good rule of thumb is you want your social media to reflect the experience of your business. Mm -hmm. So what is it like working with you? Whatever it is inside of your business, social media should just be a mirror and reflect that back so that people kind of get a sample, like the Costco sample version of what it's like to work with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. No, Instagram stories is I think one of my favorite features. When it first came out, I was really turned off. I was like, no, I don't like this. This is dumb. But now I like live on stories. I love watching other people's stories. Um, I definitely, I, for, for me, and this is just my opinion, I always like to keep it positive. When people are ranting or complaining on stories, I, I get turned off. So for me, that person would not be for me. So that, I don't know, that's just my opinion. <laughs> Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of it is like, there's someone out there for everyone. Mm-hmm. And that that's the other piece of stories, just like with the feed, you want to start networking with people. I find stories is a great way to do that. Mm-hmm. So as a photographer, you have so many, first of all, vendors that you can network network with from venues to event planners to florists. I mean, there's so many people you can start building relationships with. Um, And these are the people you're going to be working with potentially anyway. So you want to have a good rapport with them, but also with other things, other people in your communities, Um, you know, significant people in your communities, like, um, you know, people in the politics, mayors, people who work in the offices, um, down to, you know, the teachers of your communities, um, you know, anyone who's in your community who you think would be a good connection, you know, just be a human and act like you're at a barbecue together and you bump into someone. What would you say to them? Like, oh, I like your dress. I like your shoes. How's the kids? You know, those sorts of things go a long way to kind of help you stick in someone's mind. And then you become that person where they go, oh, they're the wedding photographer. Yeah, I have a friend who's getting married. I want to connect them. And mm-hmm. so that's kind of what you want to have happen. Yeah. No, I agree. I think it's great. So I know we kind of talked about how frequently and often we should use the platform. But you know, what if, and you kind of mentioned it before, like if you're just starting out, let's say like someone's listening and they're brand new to photography and they really don't have a lot of work yet. I mean, should they post everything they've ever shot? Or would you just say, you know, a curated, the best of like, what do you have any opinions about that or thoughts? Yeah. So I, I often find with photographers as well, um, even if you haven't had a paid gig yet, you are practicing your craft. And again, social media is a reflection of what's happening in your business. So just be honest about that. Um, And this goes for any industry. You may get 
you know, as you're starting your career, you may get those clients who are looking for the most affordable option. Great. Now you can build your portfolio and charge more for the next client. So when you're posting on social media, you want it to reflect what where you are now. Um, and start with the best of, um, but it should still feel curated in the feed, but still post regularly. Mm-hmm. So again, that hour a week, sometimes it may just be one or two posts you get out of that, that you're posting that week. That's fine. When you hop on stories, maybe you're talking about um, your brand new equipment that you just purchased, or maybe you're talking about um, just reminding people that it's wedding season coming up or um, reminding people about the different venues that are available or the dates that are available or any anything that you can talk about about your craft. It doesn't necessarily have to be um, the actual work itself, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, no, that's so helpful. I just want to encourage people who are listening that you don't have to have, you know, 15 years of experience to start going on Instagram. You can start and I love that you said be honest. I feel like people are are not often honest on Instagram. You know, we only see their highlight reels or the best of and myself included. And, you know, I think it's nice when you can be yourself and show what you're really going through and stories, at least for me is really, you know, is really the best way to do that for sure. Yeah. And I think that's just one of those business building things that's just hard for us as adults. Like we don't ever want to be like, I'm new. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I will say business takes a long time to build. Uh, Any business does. And clients, customers appreciate transparency above everything else. That's what I've learned in my business. Mm -hmm. And so when you can just be honest with where you are, I think that's very helpful for people to understand the context um, and understand, you know, give them the story. There are so many people who love discovering things, right? They're like, oh, I saw this wedding photographer when they were in their first year and I knew what was good year one, and now everyone else is just discovering it, you know, four years later, whatever the case may be. So, (laughs) you know, you've got those people who are like eager to, you know, find the talent, the new talent. And so you can lean into that. Yeah. I love that. That's so, that's so helpful and inspiring for sure. So at Tea with Janae, we always like to give tangible tips and actionable items to our audience and people listening. So I would love to pick your brain a little bit and find out, you know, what are some of your maybe, you know, five, three, five best tips for using Instagram and stories to attract new clients? Yes. Tip number one is talk about your packages. I think as photographers, sometimes we just put up the photo and we hope people will know what we do. Um, But like some posts should be very specific. Like, I'm a wedding photographer. This I book people for this many hours or whatever it is. To book me, here's what the dates I have available. You know, like be very specific. I think sometimes we shy away from that. We just want people to reach out to us, mm-hmm. but we kind of have to be specific, especially with Instagram. It moves so quickly that I'm not saying every post, but occasionally, like once a month at least slip in there something very specific about how people can work with you. Yeah. I think that's really important. Yeah. Um, The second tip is to really educate. So I think oftentimes too, um, especially with weddings, I mean, we only do these once or, you know, a couple times in our life, depending on where you are. (laughs) It's not an everyday occurrence. It's kind of like buying a house. Like you just don't do it every day. Mm -hmm. So 
educate your audience on what's involved in that process. You know, how far out should we book a wedding photographer? That's a whole post, right? Mm -hmm. You showcase a beautiful photo, but then talk about, you know, I'm booked out until, you know, next year, or I'm now booking for spring 2022. You know, just be very specific about those things in the captions themselves. And then the third tip would be in this networking piece, if you want engagement on your accounts, like let's say you want people to like and comment and share your posts, you have to do the same thing for other people. Social media is a community that requires a give and a take. And so if you don't see your engagement happening on your accounts, I want to ask if you are engaging right? Uh Um, And engagement can look any way. I personally like Instagram stories. So if someone posts an Instagram story, I'm going to respond to it. It puts me right in their DMs. It's not so public. So my introverted self feels a little happier about (laughs) that. Um, And respond with a compliment and it can start a conversation and keep you top of mind with people. Yeah. I love that. Those are so great. So also (laughs) what should people not do? Like what is your number one, you know, do, don't. What's your number one don't? Oh my gosh. Okay. So <laughs> I, I do find with social media, it does feel a lot like there's like these like lasers and red tape that you you're, you don't feel like you should do or shouldn't do. But my biggest like do not do this is to just post something and then leave the app and like never look at it, never respond to comments, never look at DMs. You've like social media is social. You've got to participate. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like the biggest thing that I think people miss when they're looking at social media is they're thinking of it kind of like a billboard or a mail flyer or something like that. It's not that at all. You you have to be social on the app, even if you're introverted, even if you don't like talking to people. It's just like being a photographer, showing up to a gig, you kind of have to talk to your clients. Right. It's the same on social media. You, you got to talk to the people around you. So that's the biggest, like, do not do that. Mm -hmm. Um, An exception would be if you're completely booked out and you don't need any more clients, then yeah, you don't need to to network on social media. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah. If your calendar is completely full, you you don't have to do that. But if you're listening and and you want to book more, definitely listen to that advice. I think that's a really great advice. And I know that, you know, if people like my, I use later to um, auto publish and schedule my post in advance, like I do the, I sit down for like two hours uh, every two weeks, I think to make new content. So I definitely am doing a little bit of what you say already. Uh, But I use later and I auto publish. But what I do is I get a notification that it went out and I go on the app and answer comments or DMs or likes. And I say thank you to people. So I'm still interacting at the time of the post. I'm just not physically doing it. And that to me mentally is like freedom. So I, you know, I think that's also like a good, maybe like meeting you in the middle somewhere where you're still interacting, but you're not chained to your device. Oh yes. I'm a hundred percent on board with all of these planning and scheduling tools. I use Planoly, which is very similar to later oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, where you can organize your feed. You can make sure your aesthetic is there. You can work ahead in that hour a week. 
Um, but then go in every day and network. And I love that you have that notification set up to check in uh, because I think that's so important as well. Um, one of the things that I recommend for a lot of people, and it really depends on where you are in business, is to turn off your Instagram notifications because yeah. it can be very distracting throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And just set one notification to check in. Um, and I use Asana for this. It's a, my task management tool. Some of my students use Google Calendar to like set a reminder, whatever it is, you know, make sure you have that as part of your daily tasks. It's kind of like checking your bank account or, you know, paying a subcontractor. It's like part of the work that we do. And so we've got to take it that seriously as well. I love that. And, and just, you know, when you put the effort in, in the beginning, it becomes effortless. The, the longer you do it and the more that you do it. So it might feel like a bit of a burden in the beginning, like, oh, I got to check out Instagram. But then you'll just be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go in for 15 minutes and, and see what's going on. And you can pop right out. You know, you don't have to spend three hours in there. You can go in, answer comments, talk to people and then leave. Oh, yeah. Don't don't spend three hours on Instagram because you'll hate your life. Um <laughs> But I do, I do think it is important to touch on this challenging piece, mm-hmm. because especially as adults, we don't like to learn new things. We feel like we learned how to walk and talk and we learned how to pay bills. We're done learning. <laughs> <laughs> so it feels challenging, but it's supposed to feel challenging because it's learning a new thing. Mm-hmm. Like right now, I'm, um, I'm trying to learn how to roller skate. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I look like a little baby giraffe just wobbling <laughs> out there. I'm so impressed. I'm so frustrated. It's it's frustrating, but I'm like, I know I'm going to get this. And once I do, I'll look so cool and I'll be able to do tricks and things probably eventually. But yeah. right now I look like a little baby giraffe. And I think that's it. Like when you first start doing this on social media, you're going to feel wobbly. You're going to feel uncertain. You're going to feel unsure of yourself. You're going to want to delete Instagram off your app, off your phone. And that's okay. That's part of the learning process. Learning is literally like tripping and falling a million times until you don't trip anymore. Mm-hmm. And so that that's where you are right now. So give yourself some grace, appreciate where you are and know that it will get better from here. Yes. Yes. Oh, Andrea, this has been amazing. Oh goodness. Thank you so much for being here. I could, I could keep you on and we can chat all day about this. <laughs> oh my God. But we have Instagram posts ah, to write. Yes. So I got <laughs> <laughs> so let's tell everybody where they can find out more about you, your services, and say hello online. Yeah. So if you like listening to this podcast, I do have my own podcast. It's called The Savvy Social Podcast. I talk all about social media. In fact, I just did an episode about TikTok and whether people should be on it. Um, so you can find that on any podcasting app. Um, and then I also have a free course. Um, it really is like the jumpstart guide to building out your entire social media strategy. Um, it has... Um, a lot of tutorials like how to write captions, um, as well as some swipe captions that you can just kind of snag and fill in the blank and add them to your Instagram. Um, so you can find that at onlinedrea.com slash free. That's F-R-E-E. Um, or you can hang out with me on Instagram. I'm at onlinedrea. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. And all this information will be in the show notes. You guys can just swipe on up right now. Click on the links and tell Andrea you listened to today's show. Andrea, thank you so much for being here. This was so incredible. I hope you come back. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I'd be happy to come back. Yes, you guys. I 
hope you liked today's episode. I want to give a big shout out and a huge thank you to Andrea for being here today. I'm so honored to have you on the show. It was a lovely conversation. I can talk Instagram all day long. So thank you so much for being our wonderful guest today. If you guys want to find out more about Andrea and find out how to work with her, just swipe on up, click on those links and let her know you listened to today's episode. All right, you guys, I can't wait to share our next cup of tea together. Bye.